Welcome to the Girl Vibes Only podcast with your host, Lauren Mancini. Love that for us. Please help a girl out. <laughs> I don't want to be an adult. And Anna Marie Warrington. I have two shots. I'm done for the night. Can I get another one sandwich? No pickles. I fucked up. Hey, Anna. Hey, Lar. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. Just coming off of the Valentine's Day week high. Ugh. Sugar high of V-Day week. Yes. <laughs> I loved it, though. Me too. I had so much fun. I hope um, – I feel like we've gotten some, like, good feedback, but I hope everyone enjoyed Valentine's Day week. It yeah. was a whirlwind, but it was fun. It was. I feel like – I mean, we did have something every single day going Literally on. Literally and we had so many Insta stories. Like, we were probably spamming all of you. You may have been annoyed. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what was your favorite up? Um, I loved the one where Tyler and Aaron joined. Oh, yes. Your episode was very cute. I just think that was fun that they came on. Oh, for sure. They're both so adorable. I can't handle what was, it. What was yours? Um, definitely the first episode. That one was funny. That's my absolute favorite. And I loved how we brought in so many of our friends. Yeah. No, I think that was such like a cool episode. I love that episode. I like yeah. – I mean, I always re-listen to all of our episodes, obviously. Yeah. But like that episode, I was like audibly like cracking up in my car like as <laughs> I was like listening when like – not that I don't typically laugh, but like I know it's coming. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> that one was just like especially funny. But yeah. at least we like our own jokes. Yeah, at least we think <laughs> we are entertained by us. So I guess that's all that matters. It is. Um, okay, so we have a really exciting episode today. Definitely switching gears a lot, but I feel like it's needed after last week. Yeah, so we want to talk about something more serious. Mm-hmm. So um about careers and your professional development, basically. Yeah, career growth, being a boss babe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a really exciting episode. I think Laura and I both have been in the situation of, you know, wanting to grow in our careers professionally, but then also financially as well. Um, so not that we're both, you know, CEOs of our own companies and like doing all this not stuff. Yet. Not yet. But um, we definitely have some experience and I think it's just something good to talk about because I know we've had discussions like this before and I always feel so much better when I'm like, no, I'm not the only one going through it. So yeah. And so this topic, yeah. you kind of, so we figured out this topic from a conversation we were having. Mm-hmm. So do you want to give everyone a little bit of background on where this topic is coming from? Sure. So Lara and I were just talking about, you know, work one day and like professional careers. And I was saying how I, um, you know, was looking during my yearly review this year to um, ask for a raise, which I was like really nervous about because I haven't been at my company for like a really long time. But, um, you know, I felt like it was time. I like, you know, wanted to grow. I was growing professionally, but I also like wanted to see that come to fruition financially. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lar, you've asked for raises before. Um, yeah. Yours was at a much smaller company, but it's still mm-hmm. asking for a raise is nerve wracking regardless of where you work. Um, so we were just kind of discussing, you know, my fears about asking for a raise. And that's how this whole episode kind of got started. Yeah. Cause I, just related to so much of what you were currently going through mm-hmm. and what you're still going through because yeah. you don't know. Don't know if I got the raise. If you got it, <laughs> right. And you're also, you know, just thinking about your future. Yeah. 
career in general, mm-hmm. um, which I think is always good to constantly be thinking, even if yeah. you're happy at a at a place. I think it's really easy to get stagnant and just get comfortable somewhere. So I think you kind of have to, you know, be a little uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah, and I so that's kind of what we started finding. So that women mm-hmm. are not comfortable being uncomfortable yeah. in these situations, which is crazy because I think women are super powerful and are definitely adding so much value in the mm-hmm. workplace and in other areas of life. But it's funny because as I was going through and kind of researching more on this topic, I was finding just how common it is mm-hmm. that women either are um, too scared to ask for raises or yeah. feel like some sense of guilt or loyalty yeah. that they think it's rude when they're going to ask just for raises. Like- honestly non-deserving of it. Right. Um, And like, I know that that's like very true in my case. I mean, my department at my company is very much like, there's definitely way more women in my department than there are men. And, you know, I talk with all of my like good friends at work are all like women. And so we're, we all kind of struggle through this. And then I've gotten some perspective of men from my company and it's a totally different conversation and I just think that that's so interesting and guys are so quick to think you know they're the greatest thing since sliced bread and Mm -hmm. like women just aren't like even guys that I know and I'm not just saying like I'm not saying about work and my job specifically but I just mean in general like I feel like guys like there are so many guys I'm just like wow you really think you're hot shit and like not that there aren't girls like that too but I just feel like more times than not it's women aren't necessarily like that. So it's so funny that you said that because one of the statistics I found as I was going through Mm -hmm. um, and researching this was 47% of men expect to reach a six-figure salary like within their career lifetime Mm -hmm. and only 22% of women think the same thing. Yeah. And I totally believe that. Why are we not also expecting to get that six-figure? Why do men have, I guess – is it that they think that they almost have a bigger ego or yeah. is it just that we undervalue ourselves? I think that's totally undervalue. Like yeah. I don't think – I think we are constantly doubting ourselves and I don't think that's necessarily the case for men. So quick story time. I actually – when I left, I was at a smaller agency where I did have to go through the process mm-hmm. of asking for promotions and raises and I was like, you know, super scared. But also at that job, there was almost like no precedence. So – it was almost like you were making up promotion titles as yeah. I was moving up the ladder. So, you know, moving up the ladder in quotation yeah. marks because it was very different. Whereas uh, my job now is a huge organization, mm-hmm. you know, 22,000 employees, yeah. um, very large. And there was two promotional spots. There was two spots that I could have applied for when moving jobs. One was an entry-level position, Mm -hmm. and another one was a senior-level position. Mm -hmm. At this time in my career, I was maybe only about three years in. So I wouldn't put myself at either entry-level or senior-level. And I want to say the entry-level, of course, is when you're first entering out of school, maybe entering out of grad school, but maybe with only one year under your belt Mm -hmm. of actual work. And then senior level, one in like seven years. So I wasn't really there yet, but I wasn't at the entry level. And in the beginning, the team wanted me to really apply for the entry level position. And I had to think so hard about it because it was kind of between two things where I was in a management position at my agency. Mm -hmm. I had just recently gotten promoted. So it's like I could actually keep the title of a manager in that 
job or do I go to my dream job but drop down the ranks? Almost take a step back. Yeah, and I I turned it down. So Mm -hmm. I turned down my dream job because I didn't – I valued my work and self higher than the position was. Yeah. And it was so hard to come to that situation. And, you know, I really was back and forth about it. But then what ended up happening, so I denied it. They were like, we understand. Like, thank you for valuing yourself. You mm-hmm. know, like, this is great. And then I kind of went back in there after maybe about a week of denying the job. I went in and sat down with the manager of the team and said, listen, I know I denied the job. I want to work here. The mm-hmm. only reason was because of the title. Can we come to a medium? Can yeah. we create a job for me in between? So yeah. not entry level and not senior level. So that mid-management yeah. role. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, shit, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, that works. It's like, oh, my God, this is working. <laughs> and she even said to me in it, she goes, I am so proud that you – brought this up to me and asked me because she goes, do you know how many men do this and not women? And to be honest, everyone, I I almost would have not – I now work here. I accepted the job. I got the role I wanted. I almost passed on my dream job because I was scared to ask. Yeah. Like how crazy. No, it's it's, and that's a thing and that I've learned from talking. Like my aunt is – been in HR her whole life. She's like high up in HR company at her company and – like she says this to me all the time and it's like now just hitting me like you're not gonna get anything if you don't ask for it and that's just how like unfortunately like it was you know growing up high school college like hard work isn't necessarily going to warrant you know moving up or Mm -hmm. success you have to like open your mouth and ask for what you want your aunt is a wise woman (laughs) she is she is she really (laughs) is wise um but yeah, so do we want to get into some of the fears that we found, um, like other than the ones that we've just talked about? Yes. So leading into that is one of the other statistics I just want to mention mm-hmm. because it is talking about why women don't oh, right, negotiate. Right, yeah. So according to Workplace Insight, there's this article, it's called Equal Play, Equal Pay, Women to Play to Ask for Money, which already the title, I was like, mm, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, It says 82% of women never negotiate their pay when applying for jobs. So I have to say, when I applied for my job now, I, when they came at me with the salary, I didn't ask for more because of like my master's and everything like that. And HR woman actually was like, um, thank you for asking. She's like, honestly, like I was expecting you to ask and I really appreciate that. I think that's awesome. She goes, we've already taken into account your master's. Like this is like, we have raised your salary compared to what normal people have been getting in this position. But, like, we can't do more than that. And I was totally fine with that. I just wanted the recognition that, like – At least you tried asking yeah. and mm-hmm. you valued yourself to ask Yeah, for and more. she was, like, very much, like, I was expect- I was hoping that you would because that's what you should do. Like, yeah. realistically, like, if you're applying for a job and, mm-hmm. like, they come with, an, or come with, like, an offer, like, even if it's just $2,000 more, it doesn't hurt to just be like, can you go for this? Like, Yeah, and I mean, in that same article, it said 70% of those women who do then ask. Mm-hmm. So 82% are not, yeah. you know, asking at all. So then 70% of those that do ask – they it, they're successful. Yeah. They're getting the raises that they want, mm-hmm. or the flexibility, or yeah. you know whatever Other it perks. is. But you know that article was saying that they were 
fearful. Women were fearful because they felt like they were going to come across as rude. Yeah. Ungrateful. Greedy. Or that they're flexible working or if they were parents that their um, maternity leave mm-hmm. or things were going to be taken away. Which like men go in there and they're not having that thought. No, not at all. You know, and like, again, not speaking for all men, but according to our research, you know, they don't kind of take into account. They're just like, you know what? I'm going to just ask and shoot for – shoot my shot. Which for, is what we should be doing. <laughs> you know, a salary and yeah. see if I can get it. Yeah. No, 100%. Um, but, yeah, so I feel like it's definitely fear-based, I feel like, is most of um, the issue. And just feel like – I feel like also, like, women a lot of times, they, you don't want to be, like, bragging, yeah. self-promote. You don't want to – it's hard, especially in, like, a yearly review situation – you really have to go in and brag about yourself. Like that's the whole point of it. And it's so uncomfortable. Like I remember writing my first yearly review and being like, I hate this. Mm -hmm. Like it's so uncomfortable. It's awkward. Yeah. It's so like just to talk about, you know, often like, I don't know. I feel like most people, like we don't sit around and just talk about how great like I am or you like, it's not like conversations you typically have, especially when it comes to work. And like sometimes work, I mean, my work is very, very measurable, measurable. It's like very, you know, numbers heavy. Like it's, I can't lie about my progress, but you know, probably in a lot of other jobs, it's not. So even just like, you know, proof that I'm Mm -hmm. doing well could sometimes maybe be hard to even like come up with. Yeah. So I can totally see where like, in in that situation, you need to brag about yourself, and that's really hard to do. And I think it's even harder for women than it is for men. Yeah, and I think I took this mentoring series and um, kind of still take this. So that's kind of where a lot of these thoughts were inspired from too. But there's a lot that happens where women just think that if they keep their head down – and work hard, mm-hmm. they're going to be noticed. Yeah. But that's not the case. Like, mm-hmm. especially as you go into the corporate world, Yeah, you know, no one's going to pick you out of the bunch and no. pat you on the back and be like, wow, you've been working so great. No. It's wonderful if you do get that recognition, yeah. of course. But like you said, a lot of the times you're only chatting about this at your mid-year review and your yearly review yeah. and that's it. Like, so you need to be able to be comfortable mm-hmm. with pointing out your successes. And like you said, if it's not measurable, you know, it is harder, Mm -hmm. but by proving and being more actionable, like, you know, for me, mine would be a lot harder because it's not dealing with numbers, Mm -hmm. but it's like, you know, I can bring receipts of like emails that I got from top level executives Mm -hmm. and that's my proof. You know what I mean? So now it's not me saying like, Oh, so many people are patting me on the back. Yeah, It's like, hey, I actually got a couple of these really great emails if you want to read them yeah. and talk about my work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. No, I think that's so true. And I think it's also a lot of times like I feel like women who if they aren't happy, they're like way more likely to just stay in an unhappy situation rather than mm-hmm. leave. Like I feel like as soon as men are just like, oh, this isn't going how I want, like F this, let's I'm going, I'm finding something else. Yeah. Or And I feel like men are so much more likely, like especially I know in my office, like applying for other jobs, getting other jobs, getting salaries for other jobs, and then coming back and being like, hey, I was offered this. If you like want me to say you need to match it or I'm out. And I feel like that's just not like the mentality that like a lot of women have. I feel like even just the aspect of like job hunting while you have a job that you're like comfortable in is scary. Um, So I feel like that's so like – 
women are way more likely to stay at like in an unhappy position than men are. I agree. And I think it's because we have feelings of loyalty and um, it's just within our bones. Like, you know, and again, this is just something that we all deal with in some, some way. Um, I do for sure feel the guilt. Like when I was doing this process of leaving my job, like I mentioned, I had just gotten promoted to a management position, no less. So Mm -hmm. a possession that was really nice. I had just gotten promoted. I had just gotten back from a trip where my boss had picked me to go onto the trip with him. And after all that was happening and not to mention three people from my small agency left or mm-hmm. were fired. Like it was the worst time. I felt so much guilt. And I even talked to my now manager as I was going through this. I was like, I feel guilty. And mm-hmm. like, she also kind of sat me down and was like, you need to look out for you. Like yeah. this is not personal. It's professional. Yeah. If he is, it's almost like a relationship. Like if it ends badly, that speaks more to his character than yeah. you if you approach it with care. Like, mm-hmm. I gave two months' notice. Yeah. Not everyone has the luxury to do that. I understand. Um, our situation was a little bit different, but it's – I was able to kind of come to him in a place of where I was like, I'm enjoying what I'm doing here, but you prepared me enough yeah. to move on. And he literally was like, you know, it sucks, but this is what I wanted to do. I wanted yeah. you to be able to get a job yeah. like this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a perfect like lead into like another thing I was talking to my aunt about is like women were so tied up in feelings, yeah. even the way we talk. Like I feel, mm-hmm. I think, I like feel guilty, whatever. And even like when we talk like in like meetings like with managers and yearly reviews and stuff, like I think I've done really well this year and I feel like my growth – like warrants a blah, blah, blah. Like men don't talk like that. Men talk factual. Mm. Like they're very much like, I am doing really well this year. Here is the X, Y, and Z, Y. I do provide this skill set. Like it's very much factual and it just, it sounds better. Like when I, and I remember like, you know, applying for the job I have now, like my aunt looking at my cover letters and stuff and just like Xing out, like I feel, I think, and being like, I like, I believe I blah, blah, blah. Like I have like very factual statements. Yeah. She's like, cause it just, I mean, it's more confident. That's such a good practice yeah. to use. I never even thought about it yeah. like that. And like, I even like now when I'm talking about things, like I will like write whatever I have to and then go and like pick out emotional words mm-hmm. and like switch them with things or just like take that whole first part out and just make the sentence a fact. Yeah. Like, um, so I think that's pretty like interesting too. Like we're yeah. just, we're such feelers. We are. I mean, we we're always such are. such empaths. <laughs> we're, we're all always in our field. Yeah. And I mean, I think that is a good point to make too. It's okay that we are yeah. empath human beings. And a lot of the reason, a lot of things like, and you know, I, not to get like political or anything like that about like, you know, the women's pay gap and everything like that. I think it's also important to pr- like point out the fact that we are such feelers and like everything like that is a good thing sometimes because a lot of the careers that we go into are careers where like you need to have empathy. You need yeah. to feel like you need to like be in touch with like your, that whole, you know, or self. We're much better at connecting with people yeah. too. I mean, you might 
be, it, it might be harder for you to express your value in a company, you know, and that might be something you have to work on, but you also then might be portraying yourself in such a better light where people are like, that's a generally great person. And I'm generally, you know, connecting with her. Mm-hmm. She's so great to work with because she has all these feelings. Yeah. And I think it's okay that we can include that here and there, mm-hmm. but I think it's to know when and where to yeah. include it. And especially knowing your audience. Like if, for example, my manager, I think I would be able to get away with a little more touchy feely type mm-hmm. stuff because she's an empath. And I know she I is. could too. Cause I have a woman boss, right? But I know my woman boss has to then take my yearly review to the male head boss. Yes. And that's not going to fly when he's yeah. reading my review that I wrote about myself. Yeah. Our chief operating officer. I, I know as I'm getting closer to the executive level, like, chatting with him he is no just the facts ma'am like you know give it to me straight so and um you know that's someone who I definitely need to try and impress so I definitely find myself biting my tongue a little bit um and it's it's sad that we have to do that but at the same time I think it's just like there's a time and place yeah it's playing Mm -hmm. the field it's like knowing your audience figuring out how to do it and we actually have like a whole list of how to do that so that leads in perfectly to like the first tip that I was going to bring up was when you are in like a review something like that um you need to base your reasonings off of facts when you're basing you know your like reasons for why you're eligible for a promotion or a raise you do it on factual you know saying like I have done this I do Mm -hmm. this blah 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 your um reasonings for like the raise itself and everything like that also needs to be factual it can't just be like you saying like you know I don't make enough money I have a lot of bills to pay I have student Mm -hmm. loans like hate to break it to you but so does everyone else and it's like that's not a reason Mm -hmm. for growth so I think you need to um you know say facts but then also just I think the best way to frame it and like my aunt also said this to me was using instead of if you're I feel like even the word raise sometimes can just be like, I don't want to use that. It just sounds so, ugh. but like just using like financial growth. Like Mm -hmm. I want to grow professionally in this career and I think I'm doing so through X, Y, and Z, but I also would like to grow financially as well. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's like a much better way to put it. And it's like concise reasons why you have grown professionally, which would warrant you growing financially. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. I think that's so good. And I, I think that it's also important if you're looking for that raise to do your research and to know, you know, what are other people actually making in your same position? Mm -hmm. Like this is something, two things that I've always told myself is one, make it hard for them to say no. Yeah. So by proving your worth and bringing in numbers, Mm -hmm. bringing in your receipts, you know, like and by that, I mean those emails, save them. Like I keep a folder in my inbox that says kudos. Yeah, and I do too. Do you? I, mine says feedback. Yeah, and <laughs> anytime I get something good, I plop it in there. Yeah. And if it's from someone senior level above, above you know it's started yeah. put in there. Yeah. And it's like, you know, if you make it hard for them to say no – it, it's more beneficial for you. You're more likely to get it or you're more likely to get better constructive criticism yeah. because like if I came to you with all of that information and then said, and then they were like, no, it can't be, well, you know, Anna Marie, everybody has loans. And yeah. so I can't just give you a leg up because yeah. so does, you know, Morgan, she has loans too. But yeah. if it's like, you know what, I am responsible for cutting $30,000 yeah. off my budget this year. I can't talk to me in two months. You get better 
constructive and feedback. They, it, like, just because it's a no, like, you're not getting fired. You're not getting a pay decrease. Like, it, a no isn't anything to be scared of. And if you're coming, like, if you, like, are coming thinking you, you know, do deserve a raise or a promotion, then you have, like, all, you, you know, your facts, your research, everything to prove that. Obviously, it's going to show that you're doing well and that, like, it's good to grow financially. So even if it's a no, at least it's on whoever, your manager, whoever it is, their radar that, like, you know, you're looking for this. So when it comes time where they do have the money or they're able to promote or raise, like, they're going to look back on that. And, like, it's going to be something, at least it's in their head, so that next time when you're going for, a like, midpoint year, yeah. yearly review or whatever, like – it's not as hard to bring up again when it's like, listen, like, again, I'm yeah. doing X, Y, and Z. I really want to grow financially. Like, yeah. once you get that out there, it's a lot easier. Yeah. Like, they know your intentions, your plan, yeah. mm-hmm. and, like, your foreseeable future. And yeah. I think that that's also – and this is something that I do as well is, like, you need to advocate for yourself year-round. Yeah. So when you come – to and I actually it's it's funny I work in leadership communications so I am expressing this from the opposite point of view yeah but it's like when you get to your yearly review nothing should be a surprise like to you as the employee yeah like you shouldn't be finding out that you were like 10 seconds away from losing your job yeah. in your yearly review no it should be something that you're told year round mm-hmm. so in that same vein like talk yourself up year round. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no reason why you have to wait until that one-on-one conversation with your boss when money's on the table. Like, you know, give them a pat on the back or Mm -hmm. like forward over an email that was from a really good client or something and say, just wanted you to see this, like made my day. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, little nudges to get them seeing like, wow, all year Lauren's been rocking it. Like she's getting great feedback. And now when I'm sitting down and she's asking for promotion, I'm actually going to consider it because I know she's been killing it. Mm -hmm. No. And I think it's so important to like, just like that, how we said we like underestimate, undervalue Mm -hmm. each other. Just like, think it's important to value yourself. And even if you are doubting when you go into the review or the whatever the meeting is, you know, like fake it till you make it. Yeah. Like for that 15, 20 minute meeting, however long it is, just be like, no, I'm going to go in confident with my facts, everything like that. And I've also learned like I'm very much of a okay, yeah, I'm doing well, but everyone's probably doing this well. Like I, I'm never, I'm always kind of like, I'm nothing special. I'm I'm doing whatever like what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And what I've quickly learned like just like learning some things within my company, but also like talking with my aunt and stuff. You know, I have her look look at my like past yearly review and just right. like, you know, get her input input from everything. But she's just like, Anna Marie, I promise you, like no one like you doing well isn't saying that like you're not like outshining other people. Like there's always people in the department that are shitheads and yeah. are probably, even if they their work is good, they may be a pain in the ass for the manager. Yeah. So she was like, even just the ability to work well with others and collaborate is such a, she's like, you don't understand how undervalued that is because yeah. it's such an important thing in a workplace, especially like, I don't, I don't know what field everyone's in, but like in certain fields, it's even more important. So I think I always kind of just have to remind myself, like I'm doing well. And honestly, I probably am doing better than other people. And like, even though, yeah you know, I doubt myself, you know, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I think I that's mean, important to recognize too. It is. It's like, you don't owe anyone anything. No. Like you need to understand, like stop feeling bad that you might get a promotion over your coworker who's yeah. been there longer than you. 
don't don't feel bad. Mm-hmm. Like and stop, you know, worrying about your boss is are they going to get mad because I want to go shadow a different department mm-hmm. because I'm interested in that career path. Or who cares if you go out and interview for another job just to see what's out there and yeah. see how you like it. Like you don't owe anyone anything. And when you're valuing your, yourself and valuing your yeah. work, you are putting yourself first mm-hmm. and it's just like anything else we've talked about on this podcast yeah. like you're awesome. You deserve it. Mm-hmm. And you just need to remember that in all areas yeah, of your life. Like no one's going to advocate for you like you. Yeah. No one's I've said it before. No one's going to love you like you. No one's going to spoil you like you. No <laughs> one is going to advocate for you at work like right. you. It's not like – and even me, like playing my sports my whole life in like in college too, like it's very much like you work your ass off and like you're like – if you're working hard, you're doing well. So like you're going to be rewarded with like playtime and like stuff like this. It's not like that in the yeah. real world. Like if anything, if like I guarantee you there's probably a bunch of you out there who are doing great in your jobs who are afraid to ask for a raise, but your managers are probably like, wow, she's a huge asset, but she hasn't asked. So we're not going to spend right. money if she's not begging. Like right. we're going to – you know what I mean? So like know your know your worth. I think yeah. that's so important. I think managers like appreciate that. And if for if all else, even if you don't get it, like do it Who for cares? yourself. Yeah. Just just to prove that you you did. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like it doesn't hurt to ask. A no isn't going to be like an earth shattering thing. No. It's a and then at least you you did something. You know where to grow for next year. <laughs> you know where to grow. You learn more about yourself. And then, you know, you had the guts to go out and do it. And yeah. I think that's pretty badass. And, and I, I think, think it's awesome. Yeah. And I, if it is a no, I think you have to ask, okay, what do I have to do within this next year to make sure next year is a yes? Yeah. Like, I think that's the perfect. And if they can't, I think that's such a tell on the boss too, of like how maybe raises and promotions are determined. Like if they can't give you concrete answers, then maybe a red flag, not on you, but on your department. Like yeah. other, it may give you like some insight of other things you may need to think about. Yeah. Like, like I told you in a, like choose your job Yeah, every day. Yeah. Like you don't have to be there just as they chose you. Yeah. You need to choose them and you need to know when it might be time to, to move on. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I think that kind of like wraps up everything we wanted to talk about. That was a jam-packed episode. Yeah, seriously. That was a <laughs> lot. I hope you guys are still with us. Yes, but I think it's important. I think yeah. like, you know, you need to know your your worth at any time, but especially yeah. like in the workplace and professionally in your career. So I think it's important to talk about. Um, talk about it with your girlfriends because yeah. honestly, I guarantee you, I will bet you money that literally every all, each one of them is in the same position yep. and like it's so like I love when we have conversations like this because I know. It, I'm just like oh shit okay I'm not the it only helps one validate your feelings yeah like sure. validation is really all you uh, validation is all we're looking for it's in all life. we need in yeah life. exactly so some you know just some love mm-hmm. um no I think that this is an important topic I know we tend to have a wide variety on this podcast mm-hmm. of like entertainment plus professional mm-hmm. hot topics but like we said we want to talk about everything that's going on in a 20-something's life mm-hmm. and this is really evident important. in a lot of people's <laughs> life yeah, yeah it's like super important so we hope you liked this episode yeah, we hope you got something from it yeah <laughs> um if not just validation <laughs> yeah validate know your worth yeah the end exactly so um well thanks for sticking around yeah and we will see you in the next one yes uh, 
Thanks for listening to the Girl Vibes Only podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and stick around for more every Monday morning. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Girl Vibes Only. That's G-R-L Vibes Only. To stay up to date on our latest content and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. T-T-Y-L-X-O-X-O, Girl Vibes Only.